The following podcast is about wrestling. Yes, we know. You see, every year, various wrestling promotions gather in a specific area to have shows leading up to WrestleMania. One day, some jackass decides to chronicle all those shows, and he managed to drag his girlfriend and two others along for the ride. We're still not sure how he pulled that off. Now, join us to find out what happened one crazy weekend. Underwater Florida Man should be a thing. I'm from the sunken state of Florida. <laughs> the world is a vamp. And welcome everybody to a special episode of One Crazy Weekend. I am your co-host Rosenthorn, and I'm joined with my usual co-host Casey. Hi. We're in separate rooms today. Yes, so you can actually hear her. Uh, Bunny and Jeff could not make it today. Or excuse me, Bunny and Crash could not make it today. Do we have? <laughs> I I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ, why didn't I tell Oh my god. Uh, okay, yeah, Bunny and Crash couldn't make it today. Bunny is recovering from a uh, two-day show, and Crash is in the middle of a super busy schedule. So we have a couple guests. We have uh, Jeff, a.k.a. Writer's Block. Hi, I am not Crash Thompson. And we have uh, The Wire, a.k.a. The Idiot's Lantern, for, or from The Idiot's Lantern. Morgan, just introduce yourself. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, uh, so, <clears throat> Morgan, uh, you, you want to go first with your, your just your a quick uh, description of your wrestling experience? A uh, quick description of the experience. Uh, for one, I was a little taken aback when I realized what you sent me was... No, I mean your experience with wrestling in general. Oh, it, wrestling in general? Like, all wrestling? Yeah, just like what ha what experience you have in the or with the field of wrestling, because we're just establishing. Oh, I have basically none. I am okay. coming to this very. I have watched like one wrestling show with a friend of mine on because he happened to have it on DVD, and he's like, "It's the first time this big event has been all female." Let's yeah, it was Evolution. It. So we watched it, and that was cool. But the mm -hmm. that that was very different from this, um, and so. Like, All we'll... I can say about this is, uh, I don't think I was ready for it. <laughs> uh, Jeff, how about you? What's your wrestling, uh, experience? Rosen, you know my fucking wrestling experience. Right, but we, we watched... have a show! <laughs> <laughs> Tell for the lovely oh, audience okay. about uh, your um... cast. Oh, I should, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, tell them about my uh, storied history with uh, professional wrestling, stemming back all the way to the days of Hulkamania in the 80s, uh, and uh, NWA wrestling in the 80s, WCW, uh, WWE, WWF, the Midnight War, uh, the Monday Night War. The uh, Midnight War? Yeah, the Midnight, no, 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 that was HBO and Cinema. Um <laughs> But uh, no, no, uh, I, I've basically been watching wrestling my entire. Yeah. So, uh, needless to so needless to say, I have quite a lot of experience with wrestling. Uh, but yes, uh, so we are obviously you know we don't have the full cast, so we're not going to go through uh, into our uh, into our usual schedule uh, that will resume next time. But uh, we wanted to we didn't want to go a few months without an episode. So we have this bonus episode. Uh, 
So this show is kind of special because uh, I was actually at it. Uh, yeah, it, in some shots you can actually see me in the audience for GCW's Joey Janela presents Escape from L.A. That's, yep, that's he, he, yeah, he was that guy. No, no, not that guy. That guy. Yeah, that's the one. The one with the, yeah. the one with the paintball mask that didn't fit my face. Or the one in that one shot. Yeah, that shot. No, wait, is he there? No, it's this one. It's Joey Janela's Escape from L.A. It took place on August 9th, 2019 from the Ukrainian Cultural Center in downtown L.A., renamed the show to the White Claw Cultural Center because Joey Janelle loves him some White Claw. That he literally made a t-shirt out of. And ha had I known that Casey would actually like White Claw and it being the, the only alcohol she's had that she's actually liked, I would have gotten her that shirt. Oh, well. I, I really didn't care for it. It's just a, a very too lazy type of redesigned shirt, so hey. I liked it. I'm an artist here. The artist follows me on Twitter. Anyway, this... <laughs> Commentators tonight are Kevin Gill, my boy Eli Everfly, and my other boy Sean Scoville, who is also announcing. Do you know those people? Uh, yeah. Yeah, e Eli, I've worked with uh, Eli on some... Like, I did ring crew for some of the shows he was on, and Sean is a PWG fan. He, uh, he goes with all the shows. And sometimes he would do interviews with people next in a hot tub or yeah, next to a hot tub. His gimmick is interviewing people in a hot tub. <laughs> hey, good work if you can get it. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 he gets the views. Everyone's got a gimmick. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we start off with a 10-bell salute to Harley Race, who had died, I think, two days before this show. Which I thought that was nice to do. Yeah, yeah, it was a very mm -hmm. classy act. Uh. After... Respect, respect's very big in, re in pro wrestling. Totally, and Harley Race mm -hmm. was a hugely important figure. Uh, I don't really have a segue for that, so I'll just go through it. Ca crowd is white hot, which is great, but it makes it hard to hear the promos since the uh, the actual onboard mic is not very good. Yeah, that yeah. was the first note mm -hmm. I took. I, I, I took notes, and one of them was that audio quality was terrible. Lighting was very bad. Um. I will actually basically say basically anything anytime anybody was actually speaking into a microphone, it was just a bunch of feedback and I just had to accept I wasn't gonna understand what they were saying. Yeah, that, that that's an issue. But I will say we could actually hear the commentary, which is nice because some of the shows we've covered had bad uh, bad actual filmed audio and bad commentary audio. Yeah, it was nice just hearing the commentary, but I think the reason we couldn't really hear much of the announcer was because a lot of the audience was so pumped that they didn't die down to let the announcer speak yeah, which well, admittedly is a pretty good problem to have that that was not an issue for me in as much uh because and maybe this is something unique to wrestling is that the they're there more as hype masters and narrators than to they tell you more mm -hmm. what should be going on than what is actually going on because the they probably absolutely. have the scripts for the for the event right in front of them. So they know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Little behind the curtain here. Uh, as far as, as far as I know, uh, it's not really that they have the scripts so much as they have the base uh, knowledge of what's going to happen, and it's there like because the the moves are not totally prescripted. You know, it's usually called in the ring nowadays. Yeah, yeah, that was something that they were uh, talking about is they, and this was something I noticed as I went, the uh, the notes I took, 
I should probably send you a picture of the notes. I took like 20 pages on. Damn. <laughs> well, but I thought uh, mine were excessive. Well, all I'm all I'm gonna say is that it, especially in that first match, it became clear like, oh, this fight, this is these two are sort of signaling to each other what move they're going to do. And when they're sort of fumbling around before they set up for the move, they're sort of figuring it out as they go along. Like, okay, you're going to go there. I'm, I'll go here. Okay. You're doing this. I'll do that. that. That's totally mm-hmm. what it is. And I just say, yeah. this is why I wanted Morgan to fill in because the, the, the dynamic for this podcast, I feel that really works is uh, we have Casey and crash who are relative newcomers to wrestling and you have, uh, Bunny and I, who have just been in it for years, so it's it's a good in, uh, mash of people who are learning about stuff and people who already know about stuff. Yeah, yeah I, I I began uh, I, that was my thing because the the audio was bad and I didn't know who the people were, so trying to figure out like how it was working was the big interesting thing for me. Well, and uh, yeah, the, so like. Let's see. The well, my first to... note was audio quality is terrible. Lighting is bad. Ukrainian Cultural Center clearly isn't set up very well. Um, the announcers have no chill, but they're narrators and hype masters. Yeah. Uh, I decided to try and be like uh, the the number of times they name dropped their network, the uh, the Game Changer Wrestler Network. If that was a drinking game, you'd be dead by the end of it. Like, Believe it just... or not, compared to like the WWE Network, that's actually tame. At well, least, I... when... yeah. Because like when the network first came out, it was like every two minutes. But you know, this this podcast every... is. Hmm? It felt like every two seconds they were just like, "Oh look, it's so insane! It's all happening right here." On the Name Changer on the Game Changer Wrestling Network, and I'm like, okay, I get it, I yeah. get it. That's what your company is called. Yeah, uh, the 20, 20 times. Yeah. Um, speaking of people you might recognize, we have the first match. It's Jimmy Lloyd, the Different Boy versus Jungle Boy. It's a boy battle. It's, just a, it's a boy was... battle. Hmm? Okay, Jungle Boy. Uh, this was just my intro to the whole event, like, because they came first, so they yeah. were sort of setting the tone for everyone else. Um, Jungle Boy looked like what I imagined a wrestler to look like. I, I don't know if that's... Did he look familiar say. to you at all? Uh, he doesn't look familiar to me. Why should he I... He is I Luke was... Perry's son. Yeah. I um, don't know who that is. Luke Perry Luke from Perry? Who? From, you know, Beverly Hills... <laughs> He was a TV person. Beverly Hills, not a two one zero. Luke Perry. He was in uh, River. He was in Riverdale. He was Archie's yeah. dad. Sorry, that was before my time. Riverdale. I. Uh, oh, I've only seen the first season. Oh, well, yeah, he's he Archie's in, dad. He, he's Archie's dad in Riverdale. He's what? Archie's dad. He's Archie's dad in Riverdale. Oh, okay. I know who that is. Yeah, he's yeah. that that guy is his is dad. Yeah, yeah. Which is, from I would say right now, like this is actually the first time we're actually talking about Jungle Boy on the podcast, and I freaking love Jungle Boy yeah. even before knowing he was the son of Luke Perry. He is so good and kind and very sweet. I'm not just saying how he's sweet because I gave him art at a PWG show, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of sad uh, that. He didn't have his partner with him because his partner is a dinosaur. 
Yeah. Okay, that's pretty great. Because yeah. I was gonna say like they're called he's called Jungle Boy, but he does absolutely nothing to sort of sell that aesthetic and they keep talking about how he's from California. Yeah, and he's I'm from Valley like, Village. Since when is California a jungle? Like shouldn't he be it's wearing the concrete like, a jungle. cloth or something? Oh he did oh, to, the he... to the ring, yeah. Yeah, uh, and... but normally he is atop the shoulders of Luchasaurus. Yeah. Who is half dinosaur, half luchador, and has a master's degree. Yeah. Okay, see, that would have made more sense to me. Yeah, uh, they, they both, they're both signed to AEW, and it's pretty great. Well, well they uh, also couldn't really have him swinging in on a vibe. That's so. true. Yeah. Well, I, I, think the, the, I think the best introduction for Jungle Boy acting as though he is just from the jungle and is a boy is... It is a boy! <laughs> <laughs> well, for, it was it's from the PWG showing uh show that I went to of Jungle Boy versus Joey Janela. I think that was better because he Joey Janela tried giving Jungle Boy a white claw and everyone was just shouting, "He's just a boy!" <laughs> and he was just Jungle Boy was just sniffing at it like a, like a, like a Tarzan type would do, and not sure what mm -hmm. to do with a white claw, and that was entertaining. But but. I say I can't remember Jimmy Lloyd. He was just there. I was I more focused on Jimmy Lloyd. By the end of this, by the end I of this, saw Jimmy Lloyd. I was wondering, like, wait, this is a real event, isn't it? Just because Jimmy Lloyd, like Jungle Boy, at least looks to be in shape. Jimmy Lloyd does not look like an athletic dude. If you just saw him walking on the field, that's, you wouldn't guess that's, like that guy is a professional athlete. I mean, that's kind of the deceptive nature. Professional yeah. can sometimes look like a Jimmy Lloyd, but you can move like a Jungle Boy. Yeah. Yeah, no, the, when they when he actually started moving, that made sense, but I'm like, wait, what it, What sort of event is this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, this, I can say in my notes that uh, I put one moment one watching, do a flip, Jungle Boy does <laughs> a flip. And they go into the audience, they're in the chairs, they went near the commentary table, and Jungle Boy... I was surprised he did this. He jumped off of the ramp onto Jimmy Lloyd. And that's not the first, it's not the last time they used that ramp, too. It's like, not even the highest someone jumps off, but, you know, that comes we'll later. We'll get to later. Yeah, no, I, oh. it's, I kind of like when they, when the audience, when the wrestlers actually get into the audience, because it makes it more engaging. And I have been I part of the uh, audience. When so. went into the audience. I, I didn't like it when they did that, just because then I'm like, wait, but what's going on? It made the action hard. It, yeah. Yeah, see, but we'll get into hard it was harder to see when you were actually there <laughs> and not in that a, section. There was at least one event later on where I'm like, I just have no idea what. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that happens in wrestling. It's best to just roll with it. Yeah, I just sort of checked out until over. Fair. Uh, Let's see. Shout out to my desired school when I, once I get back into wrestling, Santino Brothers. Ooh. Okay. Um, Just because. Uh, so yeah, Jimmy Lloyd, Jungle Boy. I think my big note there was doesn't do a good job of concealing that they aren't really fighting; they are moving in sync with each other. Yeah, but I don't know. Just because I've been watching a long time, that stuff doesn't really bother me. I'm I'm certain it doesn't, and I'm certain that that's just me coming to it from like I'm gonna deconstruct this. Mm-hmm. It, it it's 
it, it is what it is. So, uh, which I didn't really intend on going through for, but I kind of didn't know who the characters were. And the it's like, you introduced him to me as Jungle Boy. He doesn't do anything jungly, and I don't really have much to hang his character on. So I'm just going to sort of observe what I can observe, which is that they they did end up being sort of roughly in terms of athleticism, even though uh, Jimmy Lloyd really doesn't look it. Yeah. But uh, that's probably mm -hmm. just me showing how much I know. But uh, they... It, it was interesting to start with that because they were so in sync. Mm, like, yeah. it, it was like it, watching a dance. Yeah, that's ultimately what a lot of indie wrestling is. It's it's a uh, a showcase of athleticism. Some of it. Yeah. Some of yeah, it. It, and yeah. And some of the some of the matches were better than others. Um, in terms of showcasing that, because yeah. there were some that did look actually like fights, and that's those that in my mind is uh, kind of where it stops being fun. Yeah, yeah. But we'll 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 get into that. Uh, but we'll we get into on. that later. Uh, yeah, but you were saying something, Jeff? Oh well, really, I was just going to say that independent uh, independent promotions like GCW. And uh, and, and such, they tend not to have uh, a very strong ability to to tell stories like you know to the audiences because of their poor because of the poor production values and whatnot. So because they don't have WWE most, money, you like, yeah. But so they essentially get people that hey, you know this guy from this promotion is it's it's like if you all if you don't already know the guys going in. It's kind of tough to really invest in their characters, so yeah, yeah it so yeah, yeah, it becomes more of a showcase of their. I guess for me, uh, it's this this whole thing is kind of me just pointing uh, pointing people at these at these matches, going, "Hey, look at this guy do this cool shit." Yeah, but I didn't really like. I don't have a barometer for to j tell whether or not like. I know I couldn't do any of that, but does that mean it's good, or does that mean that it's uh, ultimately? Just... Ultimately, did you think it's cool? That first match. Yeah. Um. If I was there seeing it live, I bet I would have been entertained by it. I don't think I if I that like just sitting in my house uh, I would watch it for fun. That's fair. I think, yeah. yeah. Uh, for, for me, I think, like, should we say who wins? Well, uh, I, I have, uh, I just, I usually write down some, some moves I want to take note of, like, uh, Nasty Corner Death Valley Driver by Jimmy Lloyd. I have no idea what that is. A Death Valley Driver <laughs> is, put them on your shoulders, drive them down. Okay. Uh, so a crazy so running jive from what my phone auto-corrected to be Jungly Boy. Jungly <laughs> 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 Boy! Uh, a spike reverse Hurricane Rana. That's when you... It's a, that's a head scissor takeover. Uh, and Jimmy absorbed through it. A springboard flip pile driver. A bottom rope moonsault. Jungle Boy wins with the crucifix driver. I love this match. Yeah, this was a good match. I also loved when after Jungle Boy wins, someone tossed a streamer and he caught it, and I thought that was very beautiful. 
Right, but he in acted words, like he was mystified match. by it. In other words, yeah. good match, lots of shit. Yes. Yeah, he was mystified. He was. That's how he was. Like he caught the streamer. He's like, "What is this? It's it's paper and thin and long." Is it toilet paper? No. <laughs> I was like, this is a weird vine. <laughs> it, it's like that uh, me... Tomska video. Meanwhile, in a parallel universe where nobody has heard of bugs, that is a very small bird. Yeah, there's one thing. Yeah, basically. Uh, but that was a good match. Any, anybody have anything else for this match? No, it was Except a good. For no, that it one, was, no, no, it was a, it was a good opener. Mm-hmm. All right. Next match is Chris Dickinson versus Chris Statlander. Which is one of the only intergender wrestling matches, but it's not the first time Rose and I have talked about uh, Dickinson and Statler on the show. Statlander. Statlander, shit. Statler's a Muppet. Yeah, she, she's <laughs> Icelandic. So, she's actually yeah. extraterrestrial. Yeah, her character is that she's an alien. That's why she was had face paint on her. And came out to to Katy Perry's E.T. It's it's okay. I didn't know that either. Yeah. It, it, yeah, I, I just... Same. In the Indies, characters are lightly implied. Yeah. But then you have Chris Dickinson. I've, I know we've he already talked about him. He seems to have no gimmick beyond being really mean. But that's yeah, well, really interesting that... It was the only intergender match, and believe me, I was watching this like a hawk, and he was always very careful with her. Oh, yeah. Dickens yeah. is awesome. Dick, yeah. Like, I will... I'm certain he plays a bad guy, but there was a reason he that it, he was selected as partner specifically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he, like, he's the dirty daddy. I clearly knew exactly how far to take it and to take it no further. And even then, the optics of this burly guy up against this woman even though she's clearly not helpless like there's only so far you can take that before you start giving everyone creeper vibes yeah like intergender wrestling i feel the best way to do it is just treat treat them as equals yeah because they're not they're not two uh they're not two different classes they're two competitors right but at the same time you've got to somehow do that in a scenario where the sad honest truth is that when you have a really buff guy on stage and he's barely dressed, it's a demonstration of his power. You have even a really buff girl on stage and she's barely dressed. It's a demonstration of sexuality. That's true. I I feel and, like that's... Mm-hmm. Uh, th- that's... And, that, and that's just cultural baggage. That yeah. has nothing to do with the intentions of the actual person. That is just something that the public as a whole needs to learn to deal with and that is the fine line you have to walk when you have a man and a woman competing in that way in very close proximity to each other yeah uh i uh speaking of of, yeah but in a good way all right it's large stuff from us but i will say uh, speaking of Dickinson, how he, he appears, I noticed one thing with his wrestling attire this time around. For some reason, he had long string There's on his yeah. drawstrings, and I'm looking at him like that seems impractical to have. Because so, an actual wrestler could pull on those and make them tight well, and hurt him. If you want to talk about things that can be pulled on, I was sort of mystified. Like, why do all of the wrestlers have really long 
hair that they aren't tying back. I can answer that. Because it seems like you could grab that and just sort of pull off. A, it's because hair pulling is an illegal move. And B, in a in a real in a actual real world reason, it's so they can call spots w- with their mouths hidden behind their hair. I oh, well, I didn't. That, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, hair pulling isn't even. I saw it happen several. Well, there's no yeah. there's no there's no disqualification in DCW because that's we see people put through doors. But we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, that was that, another thing that happened in that match. But I'm like, oh yeah, they're just doors out of nowhere. I guess that's just a thing we're gonna go with. Yeah. yeah, no, Dickinson pulled a door for under the match, and Ro- I'm like, why is there a door? And Rose is like, any match can have a door in it. And this is going to be later when more doors appear, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah, uh, yeah. GCW, they use uh, doors instead of tables for a variety of reasons. They're more satisfying break, they're cheaper. It's some sort of safety issue as well, like it's later material. Well, yeah, there's a, there's a multitude of they, reasons. They, I mean, they, they doctor them as well. So. Yeah, like it's not like it's not they're like they're they're not full solid doors. They're not and shoot doors. I, yeah, they're not shoot doors. They're they're not shoot doors. Um, yeah. I think they're also yeah. like balsa wood too. Yeah. Uh, but let's see. Hmm? A note ahead, I took down during this match was that it reminded me of the uh, the fact that I uh, I've. I follow enough stunt people on Twitter that I know that in big scenes, like in the scene in Mad Max Fury Road, where Max Furiosa have their first big fight, you can't have both of your stars in the shot actually fighting. One of the two, you you can have your star in there, but one of the two has to be a professional just for safety. Yeah. And I felt like I was watching two professionals during that fight, and they were clearly really selling how brutal it was but also like they were going out of their way not to hurt each other at yep. the same time mm-hmm. that's the re- that's which is oh, yeah. not something i can say for later matches yeah, yeah but that is, honestly that's, that's the best honestly that's the best way to do it especially yeah, in a general that's matches. a huge compliment is just they they make yeah, they, it, they, they make it look amazing but they also are safe about it yeah, yeah. any yeah. And, any and promotion that's, any promotion the line because that's where like you especially with an intergender match you do have a fine line you need to walk and the two competitors need to know each other and to exactly how far they can go before they cross that line yes um yeah any any promotion worth their salt knows knows how to put together an intergender match that that is both safe believable but is entertaining yes um Real quick. I will say that there was like two doors pulled. Like, um, uh, I... Chris had the door, and then oh, sorry. I was just gonna ask, do we have any general thoughts before I go do my play by play? Oh well, well, oh, basically that the uh, um, I liked that they did portray her as an equal. They went out of their way with the choreography to show that they were pretty much evenly matched in terms of strength. Even though I'm again, I'm certain that wasn't. Uh, it's t- terrible to say I'm certain that wasn't literally the case, but they did do a good job. I mean, that's nothing against Statlander. Portraying it's just that this Dickinson's was a just... match that could have th- that this was a match that could have gone either way. Yeah, it's it's nothing against Statlander. Dickens is just jacked. Yeah. Yeah, and 
Honestly, Statlander looked like a badass. Yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. Did. She is. And she got some really cool moments in there, especially like when the when the doors busted out. Like she she threw him through a door after he threw her through one. So yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and, I mean, not only that, she 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 hoisted him on her shoulders several she times. She carried so. him across the ring. That was like she just this big guy and she just picks him up and walks away with him i love when strong yeah. women can to, can lift up and carry a, a beefy man and show their dominance and how i'm like when i saw her do that i'm like take me please <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I i can i i can certainly i can certainly agree with that scent yep uh <laughs> but yeah uh i really wanted there to be a let's go chris let's go chris chant because they're both Chris. But that would be, yeah, but that would have been very, very That's confusing. Boo. Uh, Statlander is from uh, West Islip. Did she party without dancing? It's a Homestar Runner reference. Uh, I don't get it. It's an obscure, <laughs> obscure Strong Bad email joke. Uh, oh. test of strength to start with Statlander fights to even uh, Statlander with a moonsault off the apron that was neat <clears throat> yeah uh, mm -hmm. Statlander with a 180 double leg drop then a front flip sent on both of which I've never seen before oh yeah I think she that was a move called the matrix is what the commentary no, team no. said that was that was her like bri her like back bridge that was still cool, though. Yeah, like, but, yeah, like, yeah, like bending backwards, kind of a almost a handstand type, type thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She must have training as a gymnast. Yeah, is my guess, just because of how comfortable she seemed to be in midair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see, Statlander speared Chris Dickens through the door. That was amazing. Uh, Jesus, that kick! I think it was just a. Uh, Dickinson kicking her straight in the temple. Yeah, and then Statland, uh, Statlander, she speared Chris through a door. Said that. Oh, there's so both of them were are spearing each other through doors. Okay? No, no, no. It was just Chris. It was just Statlander who did it. Okay. But uh, I think we found the new Candice LeRae, someone who's tougher than every motherfucker in the room. Yeah, definitely. Mm hmm. Uh, chop in the face. Dueling rider kicks. Yeah. And uh, Pazuzu also, bomb. Hmm? And the, I was gonna say the Pazuzu bomb. Yes. Uh, if if you notice, Morgan, uh, Chris Dickinson has uh, Pazuzu on his uh, knee pad. Yeah, I did notice that. Yeah. Uh, Pazuzu bomb through the door seals it for Dickinson. What a fucking amazing war. That was a good intergender match. Like, I want to. I've only seen her, this is my second time seeing her, but I really want to see more of her. Yeah, it's, I mean, I'm certain the reason they put her in the ring with that super jacked guy is it's a way to kind of control the situation a little bit better and keep both sides from getting actually hurt. Hmm. And it's, and, uh, but they managed to sell it. And I liked that even though he won, he was like, he had everyone give her a round of applause at the end, which was very nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest for our shared pick, Statlander. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. Yeah. 
Especially uh, since she had a, mm-hmm. it, it's always got to be tough when you can't field a single other woman competitor for you to compete against. Like, yeah. that's got to be rough. Uh, post-match, Dickinson put, puts over Statlander big time, and I can't agree with him more. I, both of these two are amazing. Dickinson calls her the best female competitor he's faced, and quote, take a good look at her as she'll probably not be around the Indies for very long. I probably will, but still give it up for her. That was yeah. pretty funny. That was good. And then you got the next match, which is... The Southern Psychopath, Mance Warner versus my buddy Kikutaro. Yeah, um, here's the thing. When Mance Warner came up, uh, Rosen said, he's a good old Southern boy. And I'm like, not really. He's from, he's just... he's from fucking... Isn't he from Kentucky, I think? He's about, <laughs> as, southern, he's about as Southern as Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah! But it's actually him, though. Yeah, they kept talking about how southern he is, and I'm like, I have no barometer, but really? Are you really going to go with southern stereotypes where it's like, oh, you may be stepping out to get some shine. I actually wrote this down, that they had a <laughs> quip about, like, oh, you'll be stepping out to buy a nice hog, or it may not be a nice hog at all. And I'm like, you had a perfect chance to make a 30 to 50 per- feral hogs reference. I think this was before that, in their, in their defense. This was back in well, August. Also, I don't think they've ever been in the South. No, they, well, also, well, with, they do also, Nashville all the time. Yeah, but also with Mance Warner, they played the whole fucking song, and I'm like, no, you play a portion, not the whole fucking By the way, thing. he's from Bucksnort, Tennessee, so. It still doesn't look Southern. D- there's a look to being Southern? No! Actually, actually there kind of is. <laughs> Yeah. My point is he's a good old Southern boy and that he's a Southern guy minus the racism. Yeah, okay, okay, we'll give you that. But then there's also uh, Kikitaru. My man. Who, um, um, if for those who don't who remember, he was the one that uh, I think we... we oh, we no, didn't, we didn't, that episode didn't come out yet. Yeah, no, that episode hasn't come out, but yeah, for... For those who want to know, he's basically a comedic wrestler yeah, who is, wears a cartoon mask. He's a prolific comedy wrestler. Yep, so it means that too. this match was going to be comedic. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's a comedy legend versus a comedy-inclusive deathmatch guy. Uh, I love these two. Uh, classic Kikutaro bits, including the, uh, the, the arm moved ringer. He like a literal cartoon. Like yeah. that was my first experience with exactly how wild he's so and good out there. Different characters could yeah. be because he did so much physical acting where he would literally like freeze like a like a uh, avatar that was glitching. Oh yeah, he's great. But uh, like the the top, the part where he uh, he demanded a clean break. Uh, in the in the corner and swapped places with the ref and the ref started wrestling I, before lo- coming back to his senses. I love that. It was like wrestling ref and the ref the ref starts to wrestle and the ref and all of a sudden the ref's like, no wait, no no no, this is not my match. Get back to fighting. Unfortunately, it, it was, I love that. That was funny. Unfortunately, he did not bust out the go to shit, which is uh, <laughs> a go to sleep, but instead of kneeing the guy in the face, you knee him in the ass. Yeah, and then there was a moment where. Mance tosses Kikataro into the audience's chairs after clearing the audience away and then just taps him with the chair. Just a tap with the chair. I don't know what you're talking about. That was the most disgusting chair shot I've ever seen. That was gross. 
Just a tap. That was a they tap, but I could have gave him. Yeah, they made a big deal about that, and I'm like, I get that it's supposed to be funny. The maybe it was the southern guy who seemed to be taking it very, very seriously. Yeah, it's like he's miming it, bleeding out of his head. Yeah. Uh, well, again, well, this was a comedic match. Yeah. Well, I don't see how any match couldn't be comedic with against uh, Kikutaro. Yeah, Kikutaro. Here's what I wrote down about him: uh, a literal cartoon like a cartoon or as close as you can get not in terrible shape up against mansur warner southern are we going we are going to hear a lot about how southern he is i liked that he wore jeans to sort of sell the southernness in the ring although i can't imagine they were very practical well that makes uh, like stretchy jeans and then the uh, prize hog they missed a quality chance to make the feral hogs joke there. Again, in their defense, I think this was before the feral hogs thing. I I'm, I'm, uh, bet it is. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, yeah, I will make a note that there, there was another door grad, which makes me go how many doors are underneath the ring. They just went to Home Depot and got a bunch. Yeah, uh, and then uh, can we talk about what happened during well, the match when the lights there. went out? We're going to get there. Oh, God, I'm excited. Okay, good. Do you think? We have, uh, as it was dubbed in Naruto, the thousand years of pain, which is Kigutaro, like, points his fingers like a gun and shoves and puts and puts them in Mancer's ass. Yeah, well, I didn't hear yeah, that one. It's called a concho. It is a well-known prank that Japanese school children play on each other and their teachers. Yep, but then I, can't, uh, I hate that it's it, a real thing. They took it to yes, the next it's a level. Real thing. It's a one hundred percent real thing that is very Japanese. But I feel that they took it to that extra level of just being great, where Kiku smelled his own fingers and took a bump. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and then Mancer put it in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I have here. Kikutaro, and then, like, ten greater-than signs, Hogan. Because there was yeah. a bit where he was hulking up, and he was doing the thing, and he did the U point, and he goes to do the big boot, and he just, he his boot fails so hard, he falls on his back. Uh, and then, uh, I have my, my exact thoughts here. Mantra's got a door set up, and, wait a minute, no way. It's Invisible Stan! What the fuck is he doing here? Yeah, the lights went out and the visible stand appears, and yes, I thought, folks. I thought man for I thought man showed up. For... No, no, man is the one who put or stand is the one who who was siding with Higutaro and putting Mansur through the door. Okay, that's how you can tell. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. There's like, there, yes, folks. You heard that right. There is, there's two wrestlers that are invisible in this match. They're just. Yep. They're there, uh, but they're invisible. The lights go out again. Invisible Man is here. Stan puts him through a door. And we have a great a great line, from, or two great lines from Sean. I can't believe my eyes! He has risen! And then he when uh, what, when Stan puts... He has Mancer, risen. Yeah, he has risen. <laughs> and then when Stan puts uh, Mancer through a door, what an invisible piece of shit! Yeah, and then uh, Invisible Man put Invisible Stan 
threw a door off to the side and a good nice little practical effect yeah, that they was on stream. They, they pulled a string and broke the door to make it look like both of his little men went through it. And it's, I thought that was a nice little it's touch awesome. they did there. And then, yeah. It's like, it's like when you have the visible character and you have to have the wrestlers like battle off, it may, it shows more of their chops. It's like, okay, and a future one Don't. is when... Can Dalton. I say one future one? Sorry, I just wanted to respond to Dalton. Nobody likes Invisible Stan. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, but in the future, there will be like times where wrestlers will also face uh, like an inflatable sex doll, a yep. mannequin, or yep. the great and adorable Daryl. Yep. Daryl is the sweetest little cat plush you've ever seen, and his son's a wrestler, Daryl Jr. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I'm just with Invisible Stan. Has it, have uh, any of you I'm seen just sitting here like hmm? wow yeah, yeah it's, a, it, it's it's a lot sometimes wrestling it's is a lot is, and i love it it is it is quite a lot and i'm it, like there there and and of course there are the announcers taking everything so seriously and being like oh my god it's invisible stand you gotta have to like i i, I know they have to and yet like Okay, they, they, like not even a hint of a joke the way they talk about it. Because it's, it's funnier that way. It is very funny. It's the Leslie Nielsen approach. That's very true. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, re really, it's like it, honestly, the best uh, the best ones are where the audience participates in yes. the joke. Like, like, mm -hmm. uh, like some. Like sometimes at PWG uh, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, they'll have a thing where someone like uh, uh, says "slow down," and all of a sudden, everyone from the commentary to the ref to the wrestlers to the fans start cheering, start moving very slowly. Slow they're cheering like, in slow motion. They're chanting yeah, in they're slow motion. It's great. Yeah. The wrestling. Yeah. yeah, the wrestling in slow motion. Commentary. It's and the best. Here comes light. Hold, uh, yeah, Morgan, when, when you get a chance, look up PWG slow motion. It's amazing. It's yeah. one of the more, it's more why people love indie wrestling more of PWG because they can do stuff like that that WWE would not be able to do. Shit's uh, yeah. Or, yeah. It's or, why, it's, go ahead. Or, or or stuff like Kenny Omega pulling out a an, an invisible chainsaw or <laughs> dropping an invisible grenade or someone doing uh, what's known as an atomic drop, which is basically just sitting someone down violently on your knee, but everyone all of a sudden just leaps out of the ring like like, like a freaking explosion. bomb, like there was an explosion. Or I got the best example: Joey Ryan has a magic penis. In character you know, I was you know I was not gonna bring that up. Well, no, I'm gonna I explain was not it gonna because, do it either because the next the next pay per view has Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan is a wrestler who, instead of working out his arms or his legs, he decided to do only kegels. And now he can flip, he can grab and flip people with the power of his pelvic muscles, usually his penis. Uh, you can't do kegels with a penis. I am officially calling bullshit on that. <laughs> That's the problem you have with it. <laughs> That is the problem that you have with the U porn plex. It. And yes, it's it is, like it penis is, is doing kegels. That's the line. Not, <laughs> not him flipping people with his penis in a move sponsored by U porn. 
You know, oh my God. I could have I could have gone with that if they had just found a different explanation for it. Like well, that maybe explanation... he found the magical cock ring of Pazuzu and it gave his penis superpowers. <laughs> well, no, that would like, help Chris Dickinson. That I bought. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 the ma- it, it's the magical cock ring of uh, of gay loot. No, I've got it. I've got oh. it. I've got it. I've got it. Joey Ryan is secretly cock knocker. No, no, there's only one cock. And it is Mark uh, Campbell. It is Mark Campbell. Okay. Yeah. Joey Ryan, if you are listening to this, well, we, I'm going to tell you. Enjoy this. Please, please do. But yeah, uh, to, to finish off the Invisible Stand talk, uh, have any of you seen I Think You Should Leave on Netflix? Uh, no. Oh well, yeah. it's, it's it's a sketch show, and the very first uh, the very first episode has a sketch where it's a it's like a a baby pageant show or something, and they have the the evil baby Harley Jarvis, and the crowd just hates, and one guy's like, "I hope you fucking die, Harley Jarvis." Jesus. Oh my. That's what I'm thinking. But yes, this match, I I, I like this match. This was this is a lot of fun. It was a it was dumb fun. Uh, this match was so. Excuse you. Uh, this match was not bad. Uh, it's one of the more better comedic ones. From it's besides the what me and Rosen with Crash and Bay will talk about next time. But um, this one was a little bit better. Plus, we got an introduction of Invisible Wrestlers for the very first time. Yes, and that is going to come into play when we see Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan during Spring Break. Oh, fun! And we will also see Jimmy Lloyd again. Him getting stabbed in the throat with scissors. Accidents happen sometimes. Accidents happen. No, no, great. Why'd you tell me that? Why'd you tell me that? You know why. Next match. I mean, would you rather rather him not tell you and be surprised? That is the reason why. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to forget this, and it's going to shock me all over again. Fair enough. Uh, But yeah, post-match, Mancer cuts a promo that, honestly, if we had a good mic, I wouldn't be able to understand anyway, just because his voice is gravelier than Stone Cold's. Yeah. Like, I was fucking there, and I couldn't understand it. And we watched recording, and we couldn't understand them. Yep. Next match. Oh, this match was so good. Blake Christian versus Alex Zane. Oh, my and, God. Oh, my God. I've seen these them both wrestle during uh, the three-day bullet tournament as a non-tournament match. This match is what and got them that spot. Have, did the two of them, uh, this is the gist of the notes I took. My cat is seeing my notes again, but... Yeah. Uh, on one hand, those guys had a I had a hard time caring about those guys just because the previous competitors were a literal cartoon and then a man who doesn't exist. Fair. I, I can see that complaint. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on the other hand, it's like, wow, did they touch the ground at all during that match? I know, like right? a fight in zero gravity. This was they a DBC fight. Flying. All over the place. This was amazing. Yeah. This was. But they they never. It was so. If they touched the ground, missed it. They were like levitating. It was yeah, so it was... awesome. No, I've I've met like both Alex Zane and Blake Christian. They're very nice uh, wrestlers. Very sweet. Very talented. They both very talented. They were great in their PWG match. This for them against each other. This was crazy to the point where I'm gonna just go right ahead and put my notes here because um. There's a moment where Blake sets up a ladder. He goes up the ladder onto the building's ledge. He's 
carefully crawling on the side of the ledge on top of the stage. He's still on that ledge, but the thing is, he's higher than the ramp that Jungle Boy jumped off of. So he's like, like he's literally on like, the fucking ceiling. He's like twenty feet above the the ground. And here's the thing: he jumps onto Alex from twenty feet in the air. He not only lands on Alex, two refs come in, and he also lands on a couple fans, including a buddy of ours, it, including mm-hmm. a friend of ours, as, and they all go crashing down. Because if there was no not big mob people there, Light could have gotten himself seriously hurt or died. But like if he's he, fine. Yeah. He's that's fine. Why. No, to tell the truth, uh, I was watching that bit and I'm like, holy crap, how are they going to do this safely? But the way they did it safely was they had the other competitor and the refs acting as kind of a human airbag. Yeah, that's, that's what. Yeah, that's yeah, why. Uh, much. That's and why so the, uh, the, the way they he landed, I'm like, oh, he's. Yeah, like that, yeah. Is, that is why. Uh, why they don't just move when someone dives towards them. It's because they're supposed to catch them. Yeah. When, yeah. yeah. When progress used to be in the electric ballroom, people used to do high spots off the balcony all the time. Hell, uh, orange Cassidy yeah. at Bola. And I'm guessing nobody died. No, like, no, orange, no. Orange Cassidy at Bola did a handless dive off the balcony. With his hands in his pockets. His hands in his pockets. Yes. But um, that's what, with... that's kind of a thing he does. Yeah, but with Blake, like, when he fell, it was only the Alex and the two refs. The two fans that were part of that were not to be part of it. And one of those was one of our friends who usually gets very hammered at PWG. That wasn't Joe. To the... No, that wasn't? No, it was Zach. You haven't met Zach uh, yet. Oh, no, but apparently what Rosa has told me is that his friend did get fucked up from being hit. Like hit landed by have, Blake. Yeah, oh, I, I thought you were gonna bring up uh, the other guy who got uh, hit in the head with a beer can by jo- by Janella, who was asking, who you know, asked him to ask Janella to throw a beer can at him. No. Yeah. Uh, Not that one. No. Let's see, uh, I, I have some. I have some notes, of course. Uh, yes, Blake Christian is coming out to the theme of Infinite from Sonic Forces. I think we have a new record for nerdist, nerdiest indie theme, and my theme's a goddamn Nerd. JoJo reference. Nerd. <laughs> uh, Alex Zane, he's the sauce. His gimmick is that he loves Taco Bell. Yep. Ah, okay. Yeah. One of the announcers was like, oh, Taco Bell's a highly variable menu friendly to vegetarians. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, they, were, they were talking Someone about. Someone buy that man some Goddamn Taco, Taco Bell. Yeah, I, I have that written down. You know what? It's no, not that... much of a gimmick, but I admire his. It's not a gimmick, it's a lifestyle. Oh, oh no, um, Morgan, there's a picture of Alex Dane in a bathtub filled full with of tacos. Tacos, no, Taco Bell, t- filled with tacos. That's his Twitter profile. Tacos and Doritos. Yes, uh, he, he looks almost exactly like Bam Margera. Early Bam Margera. Yeah, like, like Jackass 1 Bam Margera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I see what Bam Majora looks like now, and he looks more like his father. Yeah. That's depressing. Good luck calling this one, I have written down. Uh, I also have a hot take. Alex Zane and Blake Christian are both better than Will Ospreay. Yeah. I also put down on here that during the course of the, the match that uh, Blake grabbed a tire iron and uses it to take the top rope off oh, and then takes that. the... 
Oh, 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 oh it's, I'm talking ahead, about it now because it's. But then he takes the top rope uh, anchor and smacks Alex with it, and I was not expecting him to hit Alex with the corner. Yeah, because remember what ha- what happened the last time someone got hit with a turnbuckle on this show? No. Warhorse, he got his fucking lip torn off. Oh yeah. Well, not torn Shit. off, but torn open. Like, oh, 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 right. Warhorse yeah. rules ass. Like, but back before he was Warhorse, he got uh he got fish hooked with the top with the turnbuckle uh like metal part and then thrown over the rope. Mm-hmm. So essentially, they went fishing for Warhorse. Ouch. I love you, Warhorse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I Ow. literally can't write down all the moves, and I love it. And then I think the we'd rest be, of my we'd be here forever. I think the rest of my notes for this match are all in caps. We have uh, something sh- along something along the lines of oh, "Holy shit! They did the flip, flip, he flipped, yeah. he flipped, guy, he flipped there. Holy shit! Why is he climbing that top thing? Why is he trying? Oh god, he could have died." Yeah, we have a <laughs> shooting star press off the apron, a uh, baby driver on the floor, uh, dive off the fucking ledge. Alex Zane chopped through Blake Christian. Uh, roll through Meteora. Uh, Bulldog Spanish Fly. Quote, What in God's green name is that? Buy that man some goddamn Choco Bell. That was Sean after Zane hit a Russian leg sweep Spanish Fly combo. A double jumping knee spot. A roll through Enziguri. The Speedball Mike Bailey shooting star knees. The Taco Driver, which is a... Uh, a like basically a jumping last ride. A draped 450 where uh, Zane was hanging on the ropes. A sidewalk face buster. A standing 450. A snap D4C. Uh, Christian took off the goddamn top rope. Turnbuckle shot. Second rope springboard 450. So many knees. Pump co- pump handle ripcord destroyer. What the fuck? Second rope, 630, gets the win. Holy shit. Yeah, don't worry. Just nod your head. That's all I got for this match. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, those words meant anything. I I had a feeling they wouldn't. I just felt like I had to list them for those who would get them. It's kind of a word salad. TLDR, there were a lot of amazing moves that I had never seen before, and I love this. I love this so much. This was my... my Yeah, I... Yeah. I, this was a good match for because uh, like they're both good wrestlers, so I had a good, a, a enjoyable time. I think the matches that everyone needs to see from this show are Dickinson and Statlander. Uh, this match and our next match. But before I move on to that, does anyone have anything else to say? Uh, about what? this one about the I believe I can fly guy. Uh, <laughs> <let's see. laughs> I love that I believe I can fly. I'm, I'm going can. to. I'm going to go on a limb and say that neither Blake Christian or Alex Zane have pissed on anyone. <laughs> no, I, but I just love that. I be, I love you. Could just call him. I believe I can fly, man. I love that. <laughs> yeah, but but let me see. Uh, my notes for them. They were both fit white guys with long hair, great athleticism, agility. Neither of them cartoons or invisible. <laughs> Uh, but if you want to just see dudes flying around straightforward like this is the palette cleanser they move like dancers barely touching the ground yeah oh my god 
It's like they're allergic to standing still. <laughs> they're, they're allergic to, to the rain. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um... Like, like no key match hovering about a foot in the air. No key imagine they're like they jump off and they're about to land on the magic and they go achoo and then they just fl- and they just fly. Okay, who's buried pixie dust all over the ring? Oh <laughs> my god, and they're, and, they're, and they're both just floating about the rain. They, we all float down here. We all float. <sighs> You'll float too. Anyway. We, we all float. <laughs> we <laughs> all float. Down here, everything floats. Actually, it's just us. Yes. Sim, next match. Uh, Tyler Bateman this... versus Ego Fantastico versus Lucas Riley versus Matt Grandegriff versus Shane Mercer versus Spider Nate Webb. I love a scramble. The... Uh, here's the thing. My one note. Chaos! There's so, like, when it's a, when it gets to multiple people going at it at once, you don't know what the fuck is happening. At all. Pretty much. I call it chaos when that happens. Poor, the poor camera crew in the ring trying to catch everything. I know. Like, they're trying so hard, but there's so many things going on at once. You don't know what you want to keep your eye on until you hope that maybe three people get eliminated, and then you can finally watch the match. Yes. Like, that's how it felt. It's just that yeah, wrestlers are diving into the audience. There's chill. All the jumping into the audience in this one. I love me a good scramble. Uh, let's get into it, I guess. Uh, oh shit! It's this, a cluster. It's a clusterfuck. This match has. Yeah. One, yes. Oh shit! This match has one of my buddies in it. Hey, Tyler Bateman! Congratulations on signing with Ring of Honor. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking about the first match. Back from break. Yes. The six. The six. Yeah, person. that's the one where I. Could not make heads or tails of it, and all my notes about how confused I am. How what you are? How confused I am. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fair. That's why I call it chaos. That's fair. Yeah, Basically, the, uh... the, there seem to be at least five people I want to say in Six. the ring, but we only got intros to two of them. Yeah, that was weird. And I'm like, okay, then who are these other people? But they were local people. Yeah, I, I I couldn't follow it, and that tell the truth. I mean, I know that the first time you sent me this, I messaged you like I've been watching this for two hours. I need to sleep, and it was this match. Mm. Like this was the one that lost me the first time. I I can get it. There was just yeah. too much going on, and I had too little context for what was happening. And I'm like, okay, the big guy in the mask just hit the other guy. Um, something yeah. else just happened. Uh, is this good? Am I having fun right now? Yeah, there was a moment one of the wrestlers was when they were in the audience just tossed his other wrestler onto the ramp, and I'm like, no, oh, that has to hurt. And it's just like we met, I mentioned earlier from the chaos thing. There's so many wrestlers, and audience chairs were thrown around during this match it was hard to keep track and then there's one point there's a ladder so i went stop letter time here comes the iron demon shane mercer this fucker's strong 
Yeah, he seems to be the only sort of standout personality in that big six-way match that it was all about how he was. And I'm okay because as long as I was sort of following him, I could kind of contextualize everything else that was happening. Yeah, had I not known three of the other competitors in that match, I probably would agree. Like, I, I, I just, I know Tyler Bateman personally, and uh, Lucas Riley and Matt Vandegrift are, again, pe- products of the school I'm ha- hoping to go to. So, I kind of have to know them. Ego Fantastico, we know because he was Robert Anthony from the first show we ever did. I don't remember. <laughs> he was the one accompanied by Frank the Clown. I don't remember him either. You, you don't remember anybody. <laughs> it's, how long ago was the first one? Was he an actual literal clown? Because if he wasn't, how can you expect her to remember? He was. He was? Yeah, he was. I'm sorry, I just think more Penny, remember more of Pennywise than Frank the Clown. But yeah, I re-listen to these episodes on occasion. That's how I remember them. (laughs) Anyway, uh, and and with another song that Crash hates and I'm indifferent to, here's Spider Nate Webb coming out to the entirety of Teenage Dirtbag. That, oh yeah, I forgot that happened. Why must they have to play the intro so long? Yeah. He was sitting there, well, not sitting there, he was standing there and he was leading a sing-along. He just does that. This is so self-indulgent, but it's also kind of endearing. I know, right? Like, he's, he's the veteran who's been around for a long time. And he, uh, and actually, the guy he hugged in the crowd was Sick Nick Mondo, a guy who's also been around as long as him, but he switched to film indie filmmaking now. Oh, good for him. Yeah. And, and so, uh, he's just like, fuck it. I, I know I'm not as fast as these other guys, but I, I'm gonna try, and I'm gonna have fun with my entrance. And to, to Nate Webb's credit, he's kind of not slowed down since, since like 2003. He's still really good. Although I'm I'm looking forward to his match uh, with Session Moth Martina later in this later in this podcast lineup, where the gimmick is they each have to chug a beer every thirty seconds. Oh dear! But we'll get to that. Uh, yeah, credit to Nate. This entrance is over as fuck. Yeah. Uh, pound for pound, Mercer is like freakishly strong. We mentioned What's that already. His gimmick, like the fact that he can throw dudes around like ragdoll. Yeah. yeah, I've seen that before, but in better effect. I, I don't know. I feel like but... like the only guy I can think that does it better is John Silver, and that's only because John Silver is ha- is just as strong, but half his size. I've mm. seen a Brody King do that, and Bro- I've seen a... I do love Brody. Bro- Brody, yeah, and I've seen Brian Cage do that. Cage, yeah, and I've seen Ugg, and I've seen Caveman Ugg do that. But Shane Mercer did it in, like, unique ways, though. Yeah. Uh, Vandegrift with an excellent dive. I, I've written down it again. I love scrambles. Uh, Lucas Riley with the speed. Mercer with a bear hug tossing Lucas Riley out of the ring. Yeah, it, he was just throwing people all over. His specialty <laughs> is eating motherfuckers. Is this what? bitch empty. Eat that. Yeeting motherfuckers. Eat. <laughs> Soft tea, honey. Yeet. Eat. There you go. Uh, Bateman's a fucking awesome striker. 
Uh, nobody is a military press better than Mercer. Wait, Webb has not slowed down over the years. Ego Fantastico with a diving elbow into the chairs. But those poor chairs, they did nothing wrong. Speaking of yeeting, uh, Mercer yeeted Riley over a wall. That, that's the one. That was the ramp. Yeah. And then, ramp uh, wall. And then Eli on commentary commented, uh, co- commented on how Mercer did the exact same thing to him. Uh, like, like you do. Let's see. Um, where was I? Kind of oh, uh, Asai Munson from Mercer. Springboard Codebreaker from Vandegrift. Uh, Nate Webb with the ladder holding moonsault. Uh, oh god. Mercer with a one handed military toss out of the ring. A snap brain buster. The Terry Funk ladder spot, which is when you put the ladder on your head and like go around whacking people with it. Which then led to the scariest bump I've ever seen live. It was a German suplex with Nate Webb's head in the ladder. Holy shit, we all thought he got decapitated. Mmm. Fine. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where it's like, you you have to really know. And Nate Webb that, knows what he's doing. Yeah. In, 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 in order to make that not only look brutal, but not kill a man. Yeah. Like, this is also... Even when people were being eliminated one by one, it was just... This match was not bad, but here's the thing. I got I was caught up more when we had that 12-man food fight match a while back than this one. Because one wrestler was coming in at a time with a certain food for this food fight match. This, they were all starting at once, so I didn't care for this one as much. As impressive as as impressive as Mercer was, as everyone was, it it really was just a hodgepodge of people you don't know and 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 you don't really and you and, and you can't really get you know super invested. So you think of it that way. I think of it as, oh boy, more people I can learn about. <laughs> it's all about perspective. You also have the resources to learn about them relatively. Whereas I'm sitting there with them being like, okay, who's this? Who's this? this? Oh, crap. I, oh, crap. I gotta mm-hmm. go back and see if I can find Yeah, out very who true. Name is. That's like, true. Um, okay, this guy seems to be, uh, I think his thing is he likes Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. There's an, there's invisible people. <laughs> there's invisible uh, people. There's cartoon people. There's a lot of just normal people people yep there's a guy there's a guy in a loincloth except he's only sometimes in the loincloth the rest of the there's, time there's a hot topic man we'll get to him uh <laughs> salt and battery on the ladder gets the mercer to win that was fucking great uh match number six hmm? no you go ahead with oh, the next was, match uh, that was tony peppin and tony deppin Tony Deppin versus Masato Tanaka. Yes. Uh, I thought it was interesting that in terms of athleticism, as far as I could tell, uh, the Japanese guy is way better. Well, that's because he's got he like... holding himself back the match. He's got like 20 years of experience on Deppin. Yeah, th- that was just the takeaway I took from that. 
Because like Tanahashi's yeah, been my... wrestling since the nineties. Yeah, yeah. He, he's yeah he's it's not even his first time in America for a while. Yeah, he was in where yeah. he had like I, I was uh, amused how many times they did the whole they just both stand there and exchange punches thing. Like they did yeah. it three times and uh, they did it twice, I think, and then they also had a slap fight. Yeah, that was that yeah. was great. Uh, I love that. Took super seriously, by the way. I think that when you're having like a slap fight, that would be the point to be like, really a slap fight, but okay. Yeah, the one thing me with this match is Masato actually brought a chair with him because his gimmick is he likes to have like be hit, hit in the head as hard as he can with a chair. Chair, I hate and it, and that happened. Yeah, I don't like that, because, like, a chair, you could actually get yourself incredibly hurt and brain damage with okay, it. Okay, here's a question. Would you rather get hit with a chair or a light tube? This is an easy answer for me, but I want to hear you guys. I'd rather no, get hit in the... I'd rather... Chair or what? A light tube. I know the obvious answer is get hit with neither, but this is a hypothetical. A hypothetical, one or the two, one or the other? Yeah. Um, Where you have to be hit in the head with one or the other. Yes. Yeah, basically, yeah, the light tube is what your lightsaber's made of, Morgan. Well, my lightsaber is also uh, made of plastic, not yeah. glass. Yeah, not so. glass. I would say light tube, because I feel like that would do less lasting damage. Neither, because I don't want to get hurt either this way. This is a hypothetical where you have to pick one. That's the whole point of uh, no. We have to pick one. Oh dear. Uh, if we absolutely have to pick one, I'm not literally we're... going to do this. I'm just curious as to what your answer would be. Okay. <laughs> Find the light tube, you bitch. See? Yeah, yeah. At least with the light tube, you know they can only hit you once. Yeah, That's and good. it's it's probably not going to give you a, a concussion. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah, sure, light tube. Yeah, no, uh, like we're all. I will. As far as that goes. Yeah, well, I know that like at least with this match, Tony Dippin was hyped as hell, and I met the guy like in the ring. Yeah, he's a heel. Outside, he's a very nice man. He will deny this fact. I guarantee <laughs> he will deny this fact. Hey, Tony, I... let's do this. I gave you art of PWG Bulla. You know you can be nice to me. Is, uh, that's is that, I'll be nice to you, Casey, but nobody else. <laughs> uh, it's amazing that Masato Tanaka looks exactly that is the entirely same. fair. Yes, it's amazing that Masato Tanaka looks exactly the same as he did during his battles with Mike Awesome. He's always yeah, had the face of the super kind old man. Ha- they mentioned he was forty six years old, and yeah. I'm like, he's sixteen going on forty six. Like, How does that work? It's because he's always had the face of just this kind old man who will fuck your shit up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Which, to be fair, if you've ever seen a Kung Fu movie, is like, yeah, that checks out. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, his gear says Dangan on it, which is Japanese for bullet, and all I'm thinking is, don't say Rampa, don't say Rampa, don't say Rampa. Dangan Rampa. <laughs> hmm. uh, yeah. My body has been discovered. Oh, was it ever? I, I, I told Rosen... When I was watching the thing with him, I said, Tony Depp stomps to the ring like he's mad that like he's either pissed off that someone did put onions on his cheeseburger or, or some or mad that they did put onions on his cheeseburger. Uh, I wrote it, very true. notes that he was stomping to the ring like 
he was walking through a brick wall, but in retrospect, he was totally giving off Karen, I want to speak to your manager. Yes, yes, he was. Yes! Yep. Fuck you, like, Karen. I'm so sorry back. to all the Karens that are listening to this podcast. He's like, he wants to he wants to speak to the manager and the person facing the ring manager. Yes. We should... Yeah, he wants to speak to the manager because of the poor uh, retail worker who is also his ring uh, opponent. Yeah. <laughs> for Devin, yeah, from what I saw him the first time, it does. He's like in an angry mood. He's like, I have to wrestle now. God, son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, Devin's got a weapon. A Devin weapon. Oh Devin god, Rumpa. damn it. Devin Rumpa. Devin <laughs> oh. Rumpa. Uh, so we're, we haven't we haven't done the post game streams yet. Um, let's see. I have Devin is seriously the best guy for making people look amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, strike exchange, back fist. Yeah, he he he's like a stunt guy that way. Like he, no. he, it did come across that the Japanese guy he was opposite was much older, but also much better than him. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, one thing I put down is that there was all the chops and all the strikes. Like there, there, it was like back and forth crazy. Uh, Tiger bomb. Uh, Brainbuster threw a door on the floor, and J- Jeff and I came up with a floor door. Flo- yep, floor door. Floor door. Oh, damn. <laughs> floor door. Floor the floor door. door. The the floor door man. Yeah. <laughs> Florida <laughs> man. Uh, sliding D was countered into a pin. Mm-hmm. And and then there's that chair shot. No, no, the, no, right before that, they actually brought out a door and used that do- another door. We just talked about that. That, oh, was, that was Florida. Oh, oops. I, I, sorry, I spaced out there then. I know. It's okay. It's fine. It, I'm playing up the anger for a comedic effect. Fuck you. Very glad Tony got his hands up for that chair shot because holy shit, chair shots to the head terrify me. That's just a personal yeah. thing. Well, I hope you don't get to do that when you I wrestle. Would, I would I request think... not, or I would, at the very least I'd probably put my hands up, I'll be honest. Well, yeah, there's only two, there's only two things that he won't do. The chair hits and death matches. If he's in a death match, I will kill him myself. So yeah, way, yeah, that that seems legit. Yeah, exactly. Florida, we're open for the peasants. Yeah, uh, but rolling elbow through the chair, then a sli- then the sliding D gets to knock at the W. That was really good. Yeah, this was a good match. Like I played both of them very well. All right. Uh, anything else about this one? No, not really. Okay. Nope. Nope, nope. It's a, it's the, a the Japanese guy was clearly really, really good at what he did, and that was interesting to see from that particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, match seven: Joey Janela versus Dustin Thomas. We finally get a Janela match match on this show. For those who don't know who Joey Janela is, he basically is a man who came from an '80s rave. At least that's what I think about it when I see him every single is time. Is basically Kung Fury. Or, so or you know, Janela, he was the guy who was the headliner, right? Like his he, name yes, was yeah. on the event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. He's basically, the Booker too. 
the what? The book, the guy who comes up with all the plans. Okay, yeah. And you know what? He, he, the crowd loved him. He had a great gimmick. Um, I know that I'm going to come off being very judgmental about this, but I wound up feeling about his match with Dustin Thomas the same way I felt about the, uh, about the, Statlander Dickens. Statlander Dickens. Like, it's just, I know that it's being very well done and that it's very controlled and that everybody is safe. I just don't like watching it. That's fair. That's And, yeah, that's that. That's absolutely fair. Like, <clears throat> I'm just impressed with what Dustin Thomas can do. Because for those who don't know, Dustin Thomas, uh, how do I put this delicately? He Would, would paraplegic be the correct term? That's a genuine question. I actually uh, don't know. Uh, paraplegic? Um, I, I don't know if paraplegic involves arms and legs. Do you know if he lost No, that would be quadriplegic. Or... That would be quadriplegic. Oh, okay, so paraplegic, yeah, I think that would be correct. Yeah, you know it, if, it's not... a birth, if it's a birth defect or if it's an accident? I'm not um, sure, uh, but regardless, that doesn't that doesn't stop him, I guess. No, he gets around just fine. Yeah, he, he moves yeah. like a motherfucker. Yeah, he moves very quick, and yeah. like... Yeah, for and also if we do get this term wrong, uh, for we, we those listening, please we're trying. we apologize. Yeah. We're trying, and if you want, and just let us know what the correct term is, so that way we know next time when if Dustin Thomas comes back on any of the pay per view yeah, stuff. Well, so. he is because he debuts at Spring Break. Okay, so we'll we'll, we'll if we if we do get around, just clarify it, and we'll bring it up in the Spring Break one. Yep. Uh, some but, excellent chain wrestling to start off. Yeah, I think for me, this was a, a nice match, a nice good match for me. Like, I actually, because, like, this is my second time watching Dustin Thomas wrestle. And for what he can do uh, without, like, the bottom portion of his legs is astounding. Like, he, like, as the commentators pointed, he does not let his hand, his disability stop him for what he wants to do. And he proves that he can do what he wants to do even with his disability and i like mm -hmm. how the wrestlers take advantage of that and adapt to the, the different styles of different wrestlers especially with dustin this was so well done it gives dustin more chance to do like more low and he does fly a, few, a couple times in this and it makes it so interesting to watch yeah unfortunately at some point thomas had injured his thigh so, uh, she just kind of slowed the match down. I didn't really notice it, but I didn't think it really impacted the match for me at all. There's like, there's one moment where, uh, I think where Rosen says that D uh, Dustin injured his thigh was when Dustin, he's holding on to the top rope. He lets go of it and he lands on Joey and they both land outside the ring. That was probably and I think it, that yeah. might. That probably was the moment that Justin injured his thigh because he's still like on like little medically right now at the time of this recording, right? I think so. Yeah. So hopefully, Justin, if you're listening, I hope you have a speedy recovery. But uh, like, it's just crazy. And there's like a not ending the match though. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it, it would have been sad if the match ended right there. There's a moment where he's, even he's very skilled and he's also very tough. Yeah, like in, in, yeah. in Joey's post-match speech, he says, uh, 
we're down on the ground and Thomas says, uh, he, this guy says, man, I can't, I don't think I can keep on wrestling. And I say, motherfucker, you keep on wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I, and there's even a moment where Joey, to try and take, to do a disadvantage on Dustin, breaks the bottom rope of the ring uh, to, and to, so that way he can, uh, so that way he just, just does can't get up, but he, but he finds a way. Dustin finds a way to do it anyway. Like, it, like, both, both times the ring's ropes were damaged in a certain way. First was, uh, Blake was just unscrewing the top. Second, Joey accidentally breaks the bottom rope. What can you do? There was so much wrestling that night. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Brainbuster on the apron. Uh, the amount of fight in Dustin Thomas is fucking inspiring. Uh, mm. Amazingly, you sold out chance towards Joey. Yeah, because this is around the time where uh, Joey Janela was actually going to uh, do his last uh, coming tour before he uh, go went on to AEW permanently. I think. Yeah. Is it permanently? We don't know. Yeah, we, he's, we don't he, know he, he, well, he's contracted. He's currently yeah. Hello? Hello? Yeah. Jeff? Yeah. Sorry, you cut yeah, off for here. a moment, Jeff. Oh, uh, yeah, he's currently contracted with AEW. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Janela taps Dustin. Hmm? No, you go ahead. Sorry. Janela yeah. taps Dustin wins. Pretty good match, though somewhat undercut by Thomas's unfortunate injury. Post-match, yeah. Joe, uh, Joey puts over Dustin and does a fake turn as he leaves L.A. for the last time and is in, as an independent. Well, before Bola. And then the last Before time. Bola. Yeah. And other stuff. And so again, this was... I, I for me, this really was a good match. A, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, this for me, this was a good match. Yeah, I just... I didn't... I'm certain it was, and I just... I didn't like watching it. That's worth. But I know that it was, very, it was handled very well, uh, treated with extreme dignity and extreme delicacy. I just sort of didn't want to watch it. I, I get that the optics on that are hard to... Uh... Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, anything else before you get to our main event? Oh man, the main event. That one's gonna be. A, hmm. That one's gonna be a trip. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Nick Gage versus Jimmy Havoc for the GCW title. Let's see. My favorite British wrestler versus the King of GCW in a death match. Let's fucking do this. Okay. First of all, this is a death match. The, this is the second time I've ever seen a death match. The first was the most famous Lego death match. People you know, watch, and I. I like that one. That was because it was just using Legos, and I know Legos can be painful. This one, oh my god, I'm, I'm gonna see. Right... It. I'm just saying it. I'm just saying. I, unfortunately, ISW is not as famous as it should be. I know, uh, but first of all, for I'm gonna put down my talk about my notes. Jimmy Havoc, I call him the Hot Topic Man. Though ironically, Jimmy Havoc had never been to a Hot Topic until like last year because he is from the UK, and there's no Hot Topics in the UK. And then Nick Gage, a.k.a. the Mosh Pit Man, because he was going into the crowd, and apparently Rosa told me he likes being pushed on when he makes his entrance. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he, he's the leader of the MDK gang. 
explain to the audience who the DK, D, MDK, TK, murder, death, kill all fucking day. That, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I will, I'm gonna put down, uh, I'm gonna just put my big speech of why you wanna save I that hate death matches. Can we go through No, it? I'm gonna do, I'm gonna go through, save this right now because it's long, and then I'll give my reactions of why I thought of the match. Fair enough. I hate death matches. The reason I know wrestling is fake, and death matches make sure the wrestlers know what they're doing, but with them actually getting hurt with real blood and wounds, this is actually too much for me. I feel yeah. worried they could die from this. Henceforth, Rosen has pointed that Nick Gage, who is wrestling, actually died for eight minutes from winning these matches and was brought back to life. It's why I handle horror films more. I know they're fake and that the actors aren't getting hurt or killed. It's just special effects. Here, like, when you see wrestling is fake and then you do this type of shit, it that's breaks why, its contradiction a lot it's, more. That's why the you say it's... That that the announcers were exactly as hyped for what was clearly real blood and real suffering as they were for all the fake drama earlier just struck me as kind of ghoulish and i'm like i do realize that these people are actually getting hurt this time and they're choosing to well yeah i'm not that's a whole other thing it's all about what i'm watching that's fair to that like mm-hmm. exactly, I'm just You're... like this is what you choose. It doesn't make it less and, uncomfortable. And not only that, but the audience pumped for it. Like everything building up to it was clearly just a appetizer to the main event because this is the one where people actually bleed in front of you for your entertainment. Yeah, it actually feels like um during the time frame of the early uh. Like not the early to like the late two thousands when horror films were game more explicit on gore and the old people only cared about the with these movies just to see how the gore was. It kind of feels Deathmatch feels like that. It feels like it's is guaranteeing more to people who want to see the gore and people get hurt. Yeah, than yeah. Bring their well, match. I, I would absolutely. Uh... Another thing it reminded me of was the finale of The Wrestler. Remember that that Mickey Rourke movie? Yeah. Where he plays this dying wrestler, and it was just, especially with the staples and all the blood and everything, and it's just, I know neither yeah. of these people are sad old men who are about to keel over for the sake of one last entertainment one last entertainment kick but it 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 wasn't pleasant to watch at all that's fair no i i get it i do this was fucking awesome it's it's and you completely cut out there it's a difference of taste and really honestly the opinion's valid yes i think my stance is as long as it's consensual and like everyone there is a, is in agreement of of you know wanting to be there, which is why when Casey and I go to GCW, I've given her the option to when there's a death match, she can step out, and they they allow you to step out. But my point is, as long as everyone is agreeing to it, I think it's fine. And yeah, like there's a I reason. I think that that well, that was something that was a wrestler movie as well. Is that the reasons why people. 
to it are not necessarily because like yeah i know i can handle this it's like no you don't understand i need this this is all i have well i should mention darren aronofsky like made up a lot of shit yeah i'm certain i'm certain he did i mean it's fictional but at the same time that was the the fact that someone is bleeding in front of me for my entertainment is not it, it, that that is where i draw the I'm i like, get that don't don't do that mm-hmm. i i think like, we can... I, I like it when everything is very safe and controlled yes there is no way that that was and i know that like i remember reading that uh scalp cuts are a favorite for those kinds of matches because they bleed a lot while doing superficial damage yep mm-hmm. but but that's in every match like that's that applies to every match that's just that's well, another topic it's just it reminded me of uh the old stories about roman coliseum where people people actually die in front of you and everyone cheers because that's good entertainment. Weren't those made up though? No, 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 really no, not. no. They they actually happened. What? Yeah, that's fair. I guess I, I I'll I'll wrap up this uh, this discussion with uh, I I get why you wouldn't want to see it, but in my personal taste, as long as it's you know, consensual on both parties, and nobody has any blood diseases, I'm fine with it. And I will watch it, and you guys don't have to, and everyone wins. Just as long as no one's having any permanent damage yes. done. That's thing. Yeah, I. this is why I said the whole light tube ch- over chair thing. It's, it's an, Deathmatch wrestling is an art form in and of itself. It's a hardcore <laughs> art form, but it's an art form. Speaking of the deathmatch, here are my reactions. Well, I, a lot of it was... Sorry? I have a play-by-play. We have a system. I like doing my random notes because it makes it fun. Right, but you keep you keep stomping on my format. <laughs> <laughs> it's a podcast. It's what I do. And also, I do this to you all the time. You podcast. do it. It's, it's really I difficult. It's also, what, what struc- also, it's what structure? Also, what structure? Let her go first and then you... Fine, go ahead. I want oh, yeah. to. I just wanted no. to provide context for her reactions. God damn it! <laughs> the audience loves it anyway. When I did this, okay. Mine are: this will be hell. There will be blood. Nick Gage brings out a stable gun. I was like, no. Jimmy takes some of the audience chairs into the ring. You forgot and, uh, something. Oh, what? Oh, no. Okay. I'm not sick. No, no, no. There was blood and broken glass everywhere. Also, pieces of wood. That's it. Stamp Go ahead. The dick. That's what I was gonna say. Fuck you! I hate that part. Anyway, <laughs> ne- never Jared, stop. Would playing. you like to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rose. No, no, okay, it's a good finish. I just wanted to. Pull... I was done. I was done. Oh, you were done. Okay. Yes, she's I done. I, do. I didn't have much notes because I literally was not. My thing is. I was watching it on my screen, but I had to turn away from the horrifying parts. But she and turned her... away to face my screen. <laughs> and, she's up, and he's over there, and I see it anyway, and it was... I didn't like it. It's like in a movie <laughs> so... where someone can't stop seeing the thing they're trying to avoid. Yeah. Hmm. No, uh, no. I'm just thinking of... Uh, 
the ads for the, I'm thinking of uh, Maniacal Cinephiles on a Bye Bye Man video. Like, don't say it, don't think it, don't say it, don't think it. I'll say it, do whatever the hell I want. Yep. Uh, sidewalk slam on the chair. Beer bottle. Oh, that beer bottle. It was a broken piece that someone had drunk well, and out what, of. Yeah, what got me about that moment, that was clearly not staged. No, like, that one was impromptu. And that... Yeah. Uh, the point where people are actually getting hurt is the point where it stops being fun. Fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, paper cut on yeah, the totally phone. understandable. Yeah. Uh, drop to hold on the tubes. So many tubes. DVD There's a lot of light tubes being broken. DVD through the door. DVD through the barbed wire door. Run into the tubes. Ask Rainmaker. Choke breaker with the tubes. And Apollo Driver into the chair. Seals it MDK. Oh, we will make note. Uh, we have mentioned that light tubes were used. Don't worry, folks. The mercury is drained out of the light tubes. So yes. that way no one actually seriously got hurt or yes. smelled mm-hmm. mercury. Yes, and the audience is wearing uh, protective masks. And, Most and, of the the, and the referee and the referees wearing protective because that shit gets everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's why it's it's why death matches are the last thing yep. in um, a match, especially with this. Yeah, because you, you there's no way you could ask anyone else to work in that gin ever. They they've got to clean up all the yep. glass and everything. Um, unless unless you work tournament tournament of death in CZW. Yep. Then it's all death matches all the time. Oh, I no, yeah, no. we're not doing we're not doing and, TOD. Don't worry. No, no, and, and 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 to be honest, it gets a little repet- It gets a little repetitive after a while. I like when they use like funny weapons, like watermelons. Yeah, I, I mean, there was one time uh, a barbed wire trampoline, but why? I'm not even kidding. It was like, but it was like a spider web. Yeah, it was. I don't know if this makes me sound like a huge wimp or not, but no, I totally get I... it. It's no, not for. Everyone. Oh no, no, it no, no, it it, it no, it is it, it is it, it isn't for everyone, and yes, it is painful as it looks. Yes, let's uh let's stop alienating half our half our podcast and uh, go to the closing thoughts. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, yes. This for me, this was an all time classic show. This was a banger. Like for this is a nice special. This was different from the pay-per-views it was a nice like break from the pay-per-views to have like a a non wrestlemania weekend match there were some good ones there were some okay ones there's the one we never talk about again (laughs) um morgan do you have anything honestly this this honestly this one was just kind of okay for me um there were some really good matches, you know, Deppin versus Tanaka and Jungle Boy versus Jimmy Lloyd. Zane Christian. I mean, hmm? Zane Christian. The, yeah, yeah. Zane Christian was pretty good too. Um, Stantlander and Dickinson. Oh yeah, St- Stantlander and Dickinson uh, were were a really good match too. Um, but I mean, overall, it was just, I mean, it was it was a good show. It was, it was all it was all right. You know, it's not a bad it's not it's not a bad way to spend it's not a bad way to spend you know three hours um although yeah when it comes to like uh intergender wrestling or uh re- or uh, a, a, an, uh, a disabled person in wrestling or deathmatch wrestling your tastes are uh, your individual tastes may vary 
Oh, I will make note. Be warned if you do want to watch this. This thing was over. What? How long was it? Three hours long? Three uh, and a half hours. Cutting out. That's yeah. why I couldn't. That that's why I couldn't do it all sitting. Yeah, this thing was like three and a half hours long, and well, cutting out. I, this was. Yeah, cutting out intermission. This was the longest one so far that we have watched for this podcast, and I was clearly getting tired at Jeff, the very end of it. Do you want me the one to tell her about Mania? Oh, no! I it's forgot eight hours. Mania was eight you. hours! Oh, yeah. I hate you. And we yeah, have to ma- watch Mania. Mania is the whole, um, se- is like the, the season finale. Which yeah, will, which will it, you know, not... The, which, which is weird, which is weird because because WWE has no off-season. Yeah. Yeah, Morgan, be grateful you're not watching the 2019's WrestleMania, because I have to for the podcast later. Uh, I'm going to die. Morgan, do you have any any closing thoughts, or should we just go into our picks? Any closing thoughts? Uh, What was interesting about this was it provided what I think was a nice cross-section of different wrestling styles and different levels of skill as well, like the different uh, the different types of matches you could expect. And uh, that was helpful because it helped me figure out where my comfort zone was and where it stopped being fun for me. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Um... And this I say as someone who loves medieval watching jousting and like boxing tournaments and that kind of thing. Like I don't have a with violence as sport. Uh, But I I did have a problem with eating everywhere. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, Mm -hmm. shall we let's move on to something we can all agree is positive. Our picks. Yeah. Yeah, who would like to go first for their individual picks? Well, yeah, for those who are turning into your first time listening in, but why should you? This is where we pick. Why should uh, you? Our... Well, we don't know. Come, someone right, can the, way you say is like, the way you said it is like, why are you here? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Well, if you are listening to this one out of order, basically we pick our individual wrestlers, and then all together we pick one wrestler that we agree is the best that we all love together. Yes. So... Um... Uh, I'll I go will, first. I will traditionally go last. Yeah, my I think for my favorite, is it okay to pick one that I have seen already? Because uh, I think I, as I've done that before. Have you seen them on the podcast before? Uh, no, it's not. No, it's not going to be a repeat. Okay, then then yeah, it's fine. I'm going to pick Jungle Boy because I love my Jungle Boy. He's a sweet boy. Yes. He loves. He has all the love. Uh, Morgan. Uh, if I had to pick one of them, yeah. Uh-huh. Aside from Chris, because Chris is our shared pick. Yeah. Uh, I will. Uh, let me look at my list. I am going to pick the Japanese wrestler. Kikutaro. Yes. Well, no. Uh, Masato Tanaka. Oh, Masato Tanaka. Yeah. Just because he was the one who sort of walked out and had such an obvious and kind of... He made it look easy. Fair enough. And the other people... There were a lot of people out there who were really, really good at it, but none who made it look as easy as he did. Hmm. Very true. 
and that's the line of mastery for my, for me. All right, uh, Jeff. Um. Well, I would probably say Tanaka as well. Oh. Uh, what? Well, the idea was we each pick a different person. Oh. Okay. Fine, Mister Sticker. I'll pick Tony Deppin. <laughs> Sorry, that's why they're individual. <laughs> I want to get yes, and I, as an individual, was Masato Tanaka. Well, I want to get as much deep Rover as possible, okay? <laughs> I did just did you point. want? Did you want my favorite pick or didn't you? Fair enough. I just want to put people over. <laughs> God damn it! I was putting Tanaka over. <laughs> Fine, I'm gonna move on to mine now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mine, uh, well, I will remove my 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 bias and won't say and so, as therefore I won't say Tyler Bateman. I'll say Alex Zane. Okay. Motherfucker's also amazing. Give, also give Jeff. Also give Jeff a Morgan a chance. Chance because this is the first time they're guests. Sorry. I'm clearly fucking with them. I am clearly <laughs> fucking with them. Oh, you <laughs> son of a bitch! I hate when you do that. Anyway, uh, as, as we mentioned, our shared pick is of course Chris Statlander. Um, because she is wonderful and amazing, and I want to see more. Like I, we saw her wrestle before, but her wrestle doing intergender wrestling, I want to see her do more of that shit. I want to see her fight Joey Ryan now. Oh, I'll be down. Uh, let's see. Speaking of uh, speaking of Joey Ryan, uh, I and most likely Casey will be at Bar Wrestling this Halloween. Yeah. And yeah, which. And we'll be at GCW Slime Language on November 8th. So come on down if you're Maybe. in the area. I may be for both of those, but it all depends on my real life job. I will be there no matter what. Yeah. So if I'm not there, go to Rosen, give a big hug, and say this big hug is for Casey, and then walk away. I'm going to forget about this by that point. So that's going to be insanely <laughs> creepy. It's not by me. Let's do the plugs now. Uh, Morgan, what would you like to plug? What would I like to do what? Plug. 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 Uh, I don't know. Follow me on Twitter at The Wire. The Wire 2. Yes. And, you know, your show. Oh, yeah. Uh, the uh, Idiot's Lantern. <laughs> you can find me mostly ranting about Star Wars. I'm so sorry. I'm not one of those ranting about Star Wars people. Not one of those, no. She's the positive She's one. She's the other end. I'm the positive yes. one. I, I love the She is the counterbalance. And if you don't, you can fight me. I will, <laughs> well, I will literally fight you. Well, <laughs> before, before we get Morgan versus, versus our audience Roadhouse style, Jeff, what would you like to plug? Uh, well, I just made a one of my first written editorials on the Sazy Marvel nonsense. Uh, it's on my blogspot, writers dot uh, uh, writers dot at blogspot dot blogspot dot com. Uh, you can look at you can look for me on Twitter. Uh, it's spelled W R I T R Z B L O K. All these all these links will be in the, in the show notes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, look it up. Uh, look look me up on Twitter. Uh, look it up on blogspot. You can see all my other articles, and I am. Uh, and I am going to be writing up a review of Joe. Oh boy. 
Uh, Casey? Uh, well, all right, folks. You can follow me on Twitter at msnightmare24, Instagram at MissNightmareReviews. You can follow my YouTube channel at MissNightmareReviews, which be on the lookout. I am releasing a new review. And oh, it's a crossover. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> but yeah it's gonna be a cross i love casey's show everyone should be watching it yes mm-hmm. oh thank you yeah. yeah i will be i'm working on the crossover right now hopefully it'll be out before halloween watch it so uh, we can both can... quit our jobs and do this full time i'll be doing my videos and art full time and probably other stuff too yes, besides saying, this podcast i'm trying to get us money Oh, 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 yeah, speaking of money, you can go actually become a patron at patreon.com slash Nightmare Productions, where uh, basically you can help support my show. Uh, you can also, if you're at the highest tier, you can request something from me, which, yes, I have two Patreon requests, and I have three more spots left open. So if you want to request something from me, get to the highest tier. It's only $11. And also, if you don't want to do that, you can still buy merch at tpublic.com at Nightmare Prods, where you can see these cute little shirts. They're adorable. Trust me. I know. Yes. Uh, as for me, uh, in addition to this, I do a show called Tag Team with with the Smarty. You can find that uh, on YouTube, just co- uh, called Tag Team. Uh, you can also find it on Twitter at Tag Team LP. And you can find me on Twitter at Rosen, that's R-O-S-E-N underscore T-H-O-R-N-E. You, if you want to hear these episodes live as they happen... Uh, go to tw- go to our Twitch. That is the link is in my Twitter, and probably in the show notes. Um. Oh, and coming soon, once Disney Plus comes out, we'll have a uh, a new podcast called Minus Mouse, where uh, El Desperado, Tifa, uh, Zeiss, and I go through all of the forgotten Disney Plus products, such as the Million Dollar Duck. Can I just say I am living for the really famous recent Disney has taken over the world announcements for Disney Plus. And Mm -hmm. also, oh, we forgot that Herbie went to Monte Carlo. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That'll be on there. Um, But we have some thank yous. Uh, Thank you to Joe Hunter for for the podcast artwork. Thank you to Ethan Wright for the intro. Yeah. Thank you to Neil Sasirka for not getting mad at us for using the uh, song Bullet with Butterfly Wings or <laughs> Mullet with Butterfly Wings <laughs> for, off of the album Mouth Sounds. Thank you to Fight TV for access for this uh, this particular pay-per-view. Thank you to OSW, Tights and Fights, and WrestleSplania for inspiring this podcast. You should be listening to all of those. Thank you to Morgan and Jeff for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you thank so much, you Morgan and Jeff. Thank you for indulging me. I I'm so sorry. That it was an interesting know. perspective, and that's all that matters. Yeah. yeah, thanks for yeah, thanks for having me. All right, and our next show is going to have uh, the full cast back, and we are going to be covering Absolute Intense Wrestling's Adventures in Babysitting. That's title. Like the '80s movie? Yes, I have heard word. I have heard weirder titles in wrestling. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, get a load, get a load, uh, get a load sometime of the progress chapters. <laughs> oh, you mean like the one that was named Old Man Yells at Cloud? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, but that's all for now. We will see you next time on One Crazy Weekend. 
Have a great night. Someone oh. put cheeseburgers in my onions. Rah! That's yeah. impressive. Yeah, the, yeah, no. Ooh, now there's, there's a terrible idea. P putting a cheeseburger patty inside a raw onion. Oh, hmm. that's I think disgusting. we found the cold open.